When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Bruins fans, and welcome back to episode 77 of Bruins Beat, brought to you by CONS Media. I'm Mike with Joe and Jason, as always. The gang is back together. Uh, I'm back from my personal issues. Joe, obviously, back from his, you know, uh, work, from his work trip and house hunting. And, and Jason's back from his vacation to visit his sister and traveling in, uh, in the northwest of the United States of America. But the gang's back together now. Uh, it's been obviously we only had one week off, Joe. We did do a, a show without you that one time with with Lauren, yeah. which was which was good stuff. Uh, it was fun to have her on. Hope to have her on again soon. But guys, I think the the most pressing uh, news today from the Bruins camp is the Bruins have signed Anders Bjork to an entry level contract. Uh, Bjork played for played for Notre Dame. Uh, obviously, I think he was instrumental in Notre Dame getting to the Frozen Four and beating Joe's actually UMass Lowell Riverhawks. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. Shush. I know, but he he was he was one of the key guys there. I thought um, he could have pulled a VZ. It was talked about. People I thought were speculating. It was have, yeah. yeah, people were speculating about him pulling a VZ. And if for those of you that don't know what VZ did, if you haven't been paying attention, it's VZ didn't sign with Nashville and had the contract run up and then signed with the Rangers. Uh, obviously, that didn't work out for him well because the Nationals in the Stanley Cup playoffs, which we'll get to, which we'll get to later on. But I think it was good that the Bruins signed Bjork, uh, get him under control, get him into the camp, uh, play in Providence, or even make the big club next year. Obviously, with the uh, the Bruins have a great prospect pool that Don Sweeney has put together, and I think Bjork adds to that. Obviously, not every single one of their prospects is going to pan out, but the more the merrier. That's how I feel. The more you get into your system the more likely that you're going to have someone pan out. I think it was good for Don Sweeney to get this deal done. Does Don Sweeney get from, does he get that big, uh, you know, uh, everybody thinks he sucks thing off him now? I mean, I think he's drafted unbelievably. Well, I think, I think, I think it's a good point, Joe. I think they have a good prospect pool, but some of the, ma- uh, the major roster moves he has made hasn't panned out oh, yet. So I, yeah. so I think it's like no one's going to say that he's off the hook just yet. It depends on how obviously how these prospects work out because say they all suck. I mean, yeah, they have great potential now, but say they all suck. Then it's like, what, what has he done? You know what I mean? McAvoy, McAvoy definitely won't suck. I don't think. I know. I I know that I'm just speaking in hype. I know. You know, I'm going to go back to what Jason Buckley said beginning of the year. Have patience, people. They're young. They'll be good. And Jason still doesn't remember it, which is unbelievable because that's your calling card now, Jason. Jesus. Giving you credit, you can't remember it. Hopefully that air in big sky country helped you out. I know. I remember it. At the Predators win the cup, that's game. I'm gonna be like the, I'm gonna be looking like a genius. Gonna place the bet in Vegas. Joe, me and you were like me and you were in the all doom and gloom and Jason's like, guys, the future's bright and we were like, No, Jason, they suck right now and actually Jason's pretty, seems pretty good right now because their prospect pool has been good. And like I said, I'm not saying Bjork's going to be a stud. I'm not saying he's going to be the savior of the team next year and get them deeper into the playoffs. 
But I yep. think when you when you add another prospect with potential to the team that people have been talking about the Bruins prospects for quite some time now, <coughs> you're bound to get some of them to work, right? Well, they got depth now. You want depth, depth, youth, ready for the turnover. You know, when the other guys get getting older. So I, you know, with JFK, with McAvoy, with him, with uh, DeBrusque, with Sijin, he's doing good. Zaboral, I mean, they're all going the right direction. So even if half those guys pan out, it was successful. Exactly, like you said, you just you just rattled off about seven or eight guys, and that's just off the top of your head. Obviously, if you went deeper into the prospect pool, you, you could probably pull out a few I'm other sorry, guys. I, I can't go that way because no, I, I'm, I, 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 I wasn't problem. trying to crap on you. I was just saying like. That was just off the top of your head, which is good. But like, obviously, if you if you went de- if you went deeper into it, you could say, okay, there's a couple more guys too. And like you said, if half of them pan out, that's good because obviously, you know how the NHL draft works. It's a crapshoot. It is a crapshoot. After the first probably five picks, it's tough to get a top end talent in the in the draft. Obviously, as you see now, Bergeron, Krejci, some of the the best Bruins players they've had recently have been second, third round picks. So obviously, the better the more prospects they have, the better the team can be going forward. And if they can get more prospects in, they hit on more and go from there. But the future does look bright right now, and I'm hoping that it's not just a flash in the pan for the future. But then you even look at the Providence Bruins and how they played. Yes, they lost to the Syracuse Crunch in the Eastern Conference Finals, but they made, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and no one even thought they were going to make it that far. So I think Subban good, played that. <laughs> would you say Subban played that? Yeah, he did in the last game, didn't he? Nope. I think in the last game, yeah, because the, the, they were looking for something. They were looking for some sort of spark against the Crunch because the right. Crunch were the Crunch. Well, McIntyre, I mean, that's good too. A good story about him too. So, yeah, McIntyre has been playing great too. I, I mean, there's just so many good things hoping to come for the Bruins' future, and I think Anders Bjork is just another good sign. Like you said, they have Bjork, JFK, McAvoy, even Carlo. I'm gonna throw Carlo into that mix too because he was a rookie last year. I mean, they have so many young guys coming up into this. Bruin system that you hope, like you said, Joe, half of them pan out, it's great. That's what how you want, half. Do, how, did, how did he do with uh, when he got called up? Probably. I don't think, well, the problem with, the problem with Sinition's team was that they made it pretty far into, um, like, in their Canadian yeah. league. So once he got called up to the Providence, they were mostly in the middle of the playoffs. Gotcha. So so they didn't want to throw Sinition into, like, the fire in the playoffs. But well, Providence had a decent amount of injuries, though. So they had to throw Sinition in there, and he... He did okay, but like obviously, I think next year is going to be his year to play in Providence. Like last, right. like DeBrusk played in Providence this year, and that was the other pick that they had. But it was Sinition and DeBrusk. So I think Sinition's going to have his time to play in Providence, and I think DeBrusk is going to make the main the main roster next year. So I mean, but a lot, like you said, a lot of things to look forward to, and I'm pretty excited about what's going so, to happen for the future. Who does not come back on this team next year? Who does not? Shaller and Shaller and Hayes at the very least. Well, Hayes definitely gone. Shaller, why would why would he be gone? It's going to be a competition. Well, you got I, well, I, shows. Yeah, I, meant, I meant guys are not even going to give a chance. I mean, like just get rid of completely. Oh, Hayes and Bolesky hands down. And Lyles gone, right? Lyles is going to be gone, and I also think Spooner's going to be gone. Oh, thank God, please. I really do. I think I think with all these guys that the Bruins have signed, uh, I I just can't see Spooner being on this team next year. I really can't. And We've talked about this pretty much majority of the, the shows, but, I mean, the writing's on the wall. It seems like Vegas wants to, you know, uh, there's a report that came out today from, from Pierre Lebrun that Vegas can, you know, uh, sign players restricted and unrestricted, and Spooners is, uh, is a restricted free agent. 
So if Vegas signs him, I guess what happens is that it counts against the um, the, the draft that Vegas has. So say the so say Vegas signs Spooner, that's the Bruins player they they have to take in the draft, which I thought was interesting. Well, I, I think you know I definitely think if uh, now I mean we call it Vegas should take Spooner. I mean maybe uh, different senior will help him out, but I mean, he's got he's, he does have talent, but he's just like I said, I think he's going to be a one way player. I mean, Vegas probably just needs to put asses in seats and get goals. You know what I mean? So, I mean, uh, I, I would I – mean, I was down to take a flyer. He just is definitely one I would stay here for sure. Yeah, it's just time for him to move on. I mean, he's changed the scenery. Happy trails, Spoons. Right, and it's not like you said. It's not like he sucks. He's a good player. But I just think his time has come in Boston, pretty much like how Claude Julian's time came in Boston. It's, it's always time to move on from someone, and I think Spooner's it. And I think Bolesky's it too, as – as Jason said, but to be honest, I did um, I did talk to Jimmy Murphy recently, and uh, he was saying that he wouldn't be surprised if Wesley came back and you know was had a fire lit under his bottom and and played pretty pretty well next. Yep, bottom. Yep, he had a, he's a fire lit under his bottom. bottom. His butt. You could say ass, man. We're all over sixteen years old. We could say the ass. <laughs> Jesus, Mike uh. was bottom. Um, here we go, Joe. Trying to already make jokes with me oh, already. Oh, he's bottom. Uh, haven't, even, haven't even been back. Haven't even been back for ten minutes yet, and Joe's already getting on my know, case. No, what I need to really, I, I still can't get over how far the Ottawa Senators went. <laughs> I you guess the Bruins were. Speaking of that, we actually talked with Lauren about that, and um, obviously, Ottawa, this is when we, Ottawa's playing Pittsburgh in the conference finals, and obviously yeah. they made it to Game Seven, double oh, overtime oh, against oh, Pittsburgh. And I was saying that, too. People didn't give Otter enough credit. And, yes, they're boring. Yes, their style of play sucks. But clearly it was working for them, and they made it that far, and they put Pittsburgh on their heels pretty much. The, and obviously, they got blown out one game, 7 nothing against Pittsburgh. But besides that, every game was close. I heard, I heard a joke. They said uh, if uh, Ottawa won and they did the one four one, uh, they did the 1-3-1 uh, in the uh, handshake line, they were going to lose their mind. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I was like, that was pretty funny. Um, but the good news department, being a cancer survivor myself, it was good to hear about uh, Craig Anderson's wife. So kudos to her and a great recovery on that. It was good to hear right before Game Seven that happened. So that was a nice story. Um, yeah, I, I do think I do think that Ottawa made the Bruins look pretty damn good because the Bruins lost every game to Ottawa by one goal. People don't seem to, people seem to forget that it was by one goal. Majority of them were in overtime. What about Pittsburgh's seven nothing slap of the head? Oh my god, I couldn't believe that game. I couldn't believe it either, but it, it was one game. Ottawa was pretty yeah, much they, every other game. They were gonna hit the wall eventually, right? They were playing tough everybody, and they're gonna probably hit the wall because they're not I mean, skill wise. They're not that good. You saw outside Carlson and a couple other guys. You know what I mean? So they're gonna probably hit that wall eventually. I mean, Carlson, if they made it to the Cup final, he's probably gonna get Conn Smythe. Sure he was he was on fire this playoffs. He he was uh, he was the best player by far. I think personally. I'm gonna do a kind of cool segue right now. So I saw that someone on the Ottawa Senators pulled a Sean Thornton and was spraying um, uh, Sidney Crosby with a water ball, which I always find funny. Uh, Very true. You know, Very true. I saw that. I saw it on Twitter. It happened. I don't know. Can we give Sean Thornton a couple? Of, you know, he's retired. To, he officially retired today. And he oh, did he? Took, I must have missed that. He took he a job. Officially, with the he not today. Yes, he took a job with the Florida Panthers. Got a surprise because I thought he was coming back to Boston. So I thought he was too because he comes back to Boston every summer and he actually has a house in Charlestown and I guess he rented it out to Raleigh Nash last year. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Remember, I read in that article that I posted from uh, Andrew Thompson that I guess uh, Bruins offered him a job, he turned it down. Which I guess, end of the day, wouldn't you want to be in Florida rather than Boston? Well, I, 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 I mean, you think about it this way, right? He could probably have the best of both worlds, where he stays in Florida for the winter and then comes back to Boston in the summer. Right. So maybe he's doing. I mean, he's foundation and everything too. So. Um, just a couple good memories about Thornton, you know, as we have a few minutes. I mean, when he kicked the living crap out of Mac Cook, that was a beautiful thing. Uh, him, uh, if you remember the Stanley Cup final when he was not in the – I don't mean it was in the final. I mean, it was a playoff series. I can't remember what playoff series it was. Maybe it was Tampa. They took him out of the lineup for a few games. No, it was Vancouver. Took him out of the lineup, and then he came back and just sparked the team. Do you remember that? Yeah, uh, it was when Horton went down, and they put yes, Thornton. Okay. Yeah. That, and they put Thornton back in, and he changed the series around because he was – tossing his weight around, and he was, you know, and trying to intimidate all the best players in the Canucks, and it was, I think it was the turning point of the series. Oh, for sure. And he's, you know, getting people's faces, yapping, and all this stuff. That's what they needed, because they were kind of getting close to flatline when they were down 2-0. So, um, you know, he was, I met him a few times, great guy, uh, great player, just, you know, blue-collar guy and all this stuff. It's He, was, know, a typical, it's, he was a typical Boston guy. He really yeah. was. Like yeah. you said, blue-collar guy, knew his role, did it well, didn't complain, Shut his mouth and went out there and just played hard for the city. Did whatever he could for the team. He was he was a great guy in Boston, and obviously the Bruins fans loved him. I mean, they started the whole Dan Marlowe line. Obviously, I know it wasn't just Thornton, but it was with Campbell and Pye too. But right. I mean, how much love the Boston Bruins fans showed Thornton. You you can just see how much impact he had on the team and the city. I mean, he was great for the city. But I mean, you see how much, especially after the, the marathon tragedy and all that stuff. You know. Him and Ferentz are wearing the Watertown caps and all that stuff, the Watertown police. Uh, but also, too, we're, we're, you know, Thornton, I think we, you know, appreciated, uh, you know, how good, you know, as a leader he was. Because after he left, how, you know, you guys, I think you remember the part with Sagan. I think it was the time he overslept. I guess Thornton talked to him, had a talk, if you remember, uh, with him to kind of straighten up his, his act. So, I mean, that's stuff that they definitely needed on that team uh, outside of the second half of this year. That's for sure for two and a half years. Um, and also, and... keep going, Josh. Sorry, cut no, you no, off. Go ahead. No, I'm good. Um, also, uh, what I will say is, you know, how he stuck up for his teammates and how all the fights he would get and how many times he risked getting a concussion for his teammates. That's probably huge as a Did leader. Did he fight John Scott after uh, Erickson got hurt? Did he fight John Scott? Am I wrong? And John Scott gave him a concussion, I think. I he did. He fought John Scott. You're right. And he got the worst of that one. Yeah, it was after John Scott hit Erickson. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. He fought John Scott hit Erickson. Erickson got a concussion, and then Thornton fought him, and then Thornton got a concussion. Yeah, yeah, because well, John Scott's a big, you know, he, you know, he's an all star. So I mean, um, uh, <clears throat> but no, I mean, Thornton's like <laughs> he's an all star. Yeah, you know, being you know being you know quite old than all of you guys. Uh, you know, I remember the fighters. You know, you had you had Lyndon Byers and Jay Miller, and you had. Uh, and Featherstone, Bruce Shoebottom, those uh, you know, those guys and stuff like that. But I think Thornton, out of all of them, uh, oh, how about Thornton's um, shootout goal against Winnipeg? I want to say, do you remember that one? Oh the yeah, back, back, back I was at that game. The toe drag, that was ridiculous. I was at that, that was game. Like, I was in the lodge. It was the game right before, right? I believe it was after Vancouver. Did everybody lose their minds? Like everybody's like, did that just happen on Sean Thornton's stick? Did that just really happen? Yeah, uh, seriously. But it's good he got his name on the cup twice, well-deserved. Um, and it was good he got signed from a team after because, you know, he wanted to play. He didn't, I don't think – he only averaged, what, 30, 40 games a season with Florida, didn't he? 
Yeah, he wasn't yeah, playing that much. He was more of a leadership role guy. Yeah. But obviously, the Florida kept him around for two or three years. Obviously, you can see how much of an impact he had on the younger players because obviously the Panthers are a pretty young team, and they yeah. wanted to keep him around, which I 100% agree with. Keep him around. Why wouldn't you? I mean, you know, hopefully that, you know, when you get these new kids coming up with the Bruins now that they have that, as far as I'm concerned, I Chower and Bergie are not those guys. They're just not vocal. They set by, they lead by example. I just hope, you know, like we have a couple of guys that are really going to be, uh, you know, those kind of those leaders for those kids. So, um, but like I said, Thornton, great career. It's great, you know, great Bruin. He always like, you know, he'll always have a place in everyone's heart here, uh, what he did. Because that, that cup run, I mean, he was magical, and he was a big part of that for sure. Absolutely. And before we get into the um, Stanley Cup playoffs, the finals that I want to get to, uh, I think there's a pretty decent amount of storylines in, in there already. But um, did you guys see that the Bruins jerseys are going to be tinkered with next year? And what are they yes, tinkered? but not by much, just tinkered. Is that, is that, where did you see that, Jason? Because I saw that Adidas is taking over for the Bruins jerseys, and I was hoping that well, it was is it's taking Adidas. over, but it's not going to be like a major change. They might just change the way the lettering looks um, in style. That. I just hope it's not anything drastic. Like, I'm not saying the Bruins are the best jerseys ever, but I think they're just classic. They're authentic. I mean, I don't want them to do too many bad things to their jerseys. No, it's perfect how they are. Yeah, I think so, too. But if you just want to tinker with the lettering or something, I'm fine with it. But, but just don't tinker it too much. Like, the black and gold is, I think, symbolic for the Bruins. I think they have a really good uniform now. Um, I just hope they don't do too much with it. And I, I, I mean, I, I love their third jersey. I mean, I love I love that Winter Classic jersey, even though the Winter Classic was terrible. But those jerseys are great. I mean, because I oh, I feel like every time they wear those, they get absolutely pulled. No, not true. No, I actually if I remember during the regular season, they actually put, they went up in Montreal wearing those. I think could be wrong. Um, but I, no, I like, I just like, cause I like kind of the old logo. So I kind of like that. I'm all about like old jerseys and stuff. I actually post an article on my Bruins page about some of the throwback jerseys for all the uh, third jerseys for some of the teams out there. Some of them were just got all just ugly. They had the, uh, I don't remember. You remember the LA Kings one? It looked like they called the Burger King one. Was it the uh, purple one? one? The Edmonton oils with the big drop of uh, oil. The blue ones, those were terrible. There's so many bad ones like. The uh, Gordon's uh, the Gordon's Fisherman on the Islanders one that was terrible. There's so many bad jerseys. Well, that's what. Well, that's why I think Adidas kind of is taking over. I think they're trying to get back to like the basics here. I mean, some of the jerseys that some of the NHL teams wear are so bad. Unless you're unless you're playing in an outdoor game, why are you gonna like tinker with your jerseys too much? I don't understand it. Do you remember the horrible uh, Montreal barber uh, shop uh, barber shop ones? The uh, the uh, blue and white and red. Uh, Yes. Stripes. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Awful. Those are just so bad. But um, I mean, Adidas and Reebok are the same company now, so I don't know how much they can really change. So you know, we'll see how that goes. But um, if you want to go? Let's talk uh, Stanley Cup. So Fred's uh, got screwed. I, I did this offside crap. Oh God, I hate it. We we've been complaining about this one even when the Bruins play, and it's oh, we're not even just and we're not even just talking like like you said. You're saying it's awful now, and last night's game had no impact on. You're alive, you know what I mean? Like, you watch the game because you want to watch the Stanley Cup Finals, you want to see who wins the Cup. And it's like, last night had no impact on me either. I watched the play, and once I saw that Pittsburgh challenged, I said, I said to myself, this is offsides, but how can you take that goal away? Like, it was such a split, tiny little bit of a skate off the ice on the blue line. And then I said to a few of my buddies that I was watching the game with, I said, 
Pittsburgh controlled the puck after Nashville got into the zone, had a chance to clear the puck, and they turned it over. Why should Nashville get a goal called back because Pittsburgh turned the puck over? Because it's in Pittsburgh. That was, if that was in Nashville, it wouldn't happen. This is, uh, I think the fix is in. Someone said that. I think the fix is in. They want Crosby one is, what, third, right? I, 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 oh God, I hate Pittsburgh. God, I hate it. I was so happy when they blew that lead, but then, unfortunately, uh, Nashville succumbed in the end. But I'll tell you, I want, I, you know, like I said, I, I have selfish reasons I want Nashville to win because, actually, that's a pretty good, pretty good hockey city now. And also, Subban, I want to stick it straight up Montreal's tailpipe. Oh, I love that Subban's in the Stanley Cup Finals. I absolutely love it. And it's, I, like you said, stick it right up Montreal's tailpipe. It's, there's nothing better to me than seeing P.K. Subban in the Stanley Cup Finals. And he would have had the first goal if that stupid offside didn't happen. You know what really sucks, too, is these cling-around Montreal fans are like, well, we're happy he's in the final because that's all you have to get to feel like you're there. He had to leave to go. He had to leave to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. You bunch of frogs! I hate Mar- I hate Montreal fans. I hate the Montreal team. I, I still have the. I, you know what? This hate never goes away. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away from April to October. It's always here. I'm so torn with this finals though, because I I want like I said I want Nashville because I want PK Subban to win and I want PK Subban to shove it up Montreal's tailpipe and, and I love Na- and I love Nashville. I love watching Nashville play. I think their fans are great. I think everything about Nashville, the city becoming a great hockey market, is great. They yeah. have great defense. They have great goalie. Uh, their forwards are playing pretty well. I mean, they controlled the game last night. If people watch that game, if you watch the game, right, after Pittsburgh's first, like, besides Pittsburgh's Can we talk about goals, instant replay before Pittsburgh's first goal? We did. Should we really want to get started? Not jump in? Should we, should we go back? And, should we do instant replay of the show and go back and review what Mike and I just said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, you're not listening. I'm listening. He's a Wyoming we just, time. We were just talking about replay for a solid five minutes. Where have you been? Zoned out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, right. that that replay that on that play with Forsberg, <laughs> that needs to go. The instant replay like that needs to go. It's crazy. It does. I think it's so ruining too, the game. I I said this last night. It should be. If the puck changes possessions or it lasts 10 seconds, if they score 10 seconds after the guy's foot was offside. Because <coughs> if they don't score on that initial rush that he was offside, what does it matter? Like I said earlier, Pittsburgh had an opportunity to clear the zone and they turned the puck over. Why should Nashville be penalized for that? They shouldn't. So, all right, so I didn't see that. So they did have an opportunity to clear and they still didn't and they then they still reviewed it. I'm sorry, what's that? So Pittsburgh had an opportunity to get the puck and get it out of the zone. Yes. And the defenseman turned and the defenseman turned it over. So right I think they mentioned this on Felger Mass. That's when right there that the uh, your opportunity to go back and review dies. As soon as your team handles the puck, it's over. Right. They like he could have iced it, he could have flipped the puck out of the zone, but no, he made a bad pass that Phil Forsberg picked off and then passed it to Subban and Subban scored. And then they yeah. challenged for offsides twenty seconds. Before that play even happened, why right. should that be allowed? I think instant replay de- destroys all sports. To be honest, guy, it's awful. It's just awful. And, you know, the Bruins we got to host. I'm with, one- I'm with. If there's one thing I, with Mike Felger that I agree with, just can instant replay unless if it comes to flopping. But use the flopping yeah, after games. He that brought is. that up today when I was listening to the show, and I said to him, "At this point, I can live with missed calls." Just can instant replay. 
I, I just saw someone say in the chat room, Kathy said, uh, I hope PK wins it and he'll bring the cup back to Montreal. I, I don't think he's going back to bring anything back to Montreal. I think he's really done with them. So, because they got, you know, they trade him because he didn't, you know, let him in on well, his Well, did you see his possible. interview? Why? He did, no, I didn't. Did he say he was going to? You well, know? no, he said, he said, I don't know why I'm not in Montreal, but honestly, I don't care. Yeah, he's never going back. It's, he, he got, he's got real bad taste in mouth, but I don't blame him because when he did his whole children's hospital thing and Marshall felt slighted because they couldn't get the pub, the pub, you know, the uh, publicity. Oh, scroll. You know what I mean? I hope Superman sticks right up the tail, but like, I guess, like I said, I didn't like Subban because of the laundry he wore against the Bruins, but as a player, I respect him. I thought he was, it, every time he got the puck at the point, how many times did we just go, oh, God, like you're ready just for the laser beam to go by whatever Bruins goal he was at the time. You know, he did it. He did it. What? Was it in the Montreal series? Didn't they go game set? Yeah, game seven went to OT. Scored in the last what minute when uh, Patrice Bergeron got called off in 2011. Yeah, for high sticking. For high sticking. Oh high oh high sticking. Do you remember the anxiety, the anxiety we all have when he scored that goal? We're like, are you kidding me? Is this really? Actually, happening? And that was an absolute laser beam too. Oh god. So yeah, it was. Oh, that was disgusting. But then, uh, and then of course. Uh, you know, Thornton squared him with the water in 13, and then everything went to crap. So, you know. But, uh, I, like, as I was saying, I'm torn about the series just because I love P.K. Subban and I love Nashville and what they stand for. And I think it would be great for them to, you know, hoist the cup. But I have – why am I torn? You'll hear why in a second because I have uh, – we did a, I did a hockey pool with a few of my buddies, and I got Pittsburgh. Okay, okay I got you. I got Pittsburgh to win it all. All right. And if Pittsburgh wins it all, I win money. All so right. I'd go for the mic. I'm the same way. Go for the money. So that's think- why I'm torn because I love Nat. It's not that I want to root for Pittsburgh. I don't. Okay. Good. It's just that if they win, I win money. So it's like so that's why I feel like this Stanley Cup Finals is a no lose situation for me because if Nashville wins, PK Subban rubs it in the face of the Canadian fans, and if oh. Pittsburgh wins, I win money. So that's why that so. It's not like I'm rooting for Pittsburgh. I'm just watching and enjoying the Stanley Cup Finals. I thought you had, like, you know, Cindy Crosby boxers or something that you wear. That's why you wanted Oh, Joe, come on. Don't – I can't believe you really <laughs> say that about me. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, actually, speaking of Cindy Crosby, I saw another great tweet with the uh, defenseman from Ottawa that basically when uh, Crosby cut his fingers off, um, he, he basically uh, – we call it – he uh, face-washed him. And he go, it said, like, in the tweet, uh, the, whatever his name was, just wanted to prove that Crosby still had fingers. <laughs> oh yeah, I uh, did. Oh god, I just hate Crosby so many. I res- yet again respect him. He's a great player, one of the best player on the earth. But his play just makes me want to puke with his cheap uh, shots. Do, do, do you know stuff. what I think goes unnoticed in Pittsburgh though? Is that obviously, like you said, Crosby's good. He's one of the best players in the NHL. Some you hate his antics. You obviously you hate what he stands for sometimes. But people don't understand that. They have a Genny Malkin, too. And I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NHL. I really do, because he, he hides behind Sidney Crosby, and he'd be a number one center in majority of other teams. But if Crosby doesn't play well, Malkin plays well, and they still win. I What's think Crosby nickname? has such the... What? It. They have a nickname for him. What's it, what do they call him? Gino? Gino, yeah. Screw Gino. He's well, you hate I him like too? Gino. I'm sorry. I like... I like Gino yeah, more than I like Malkin. Do you hate everyone on Pittsburgh? Is that what, is that what you're getting yeah. at? You know why? They're wearing our colors, first of all. Why don't you go back to your stupid blue and white again, okay? Let's call a spade a spade. And, oh, I don't know. And I also saw the best tweet. So Ben Roethlisberger was at the game last, the other night. I don't know if you saw this tweet from Barcelona. I saw, I saw this. Did you see, it? Did you see yeah. that? Did you see? Yeah, it was Ben Roethlisberger is the biggest predator in the building. <laughs> 
And then I retweeted it. And it said, ladies, stay away from the bathrooms. Oh, <laughs> gosh. And it got retweeted a, a billion times. Actually, it was liked by, like, an associate director at Becker College in Worcester, a female, uh, a female, uh, uh, we call it, director. I'm like, that's not something you want to like, I don't think, you know? Um, but anyway, I mean, that that was one of the best things I ever saw. It was, like, <laughs> the biggest print. It's true. You know, I, Pittsburgh Steelers fans don't like to, you know, just want to say we cheat, but and we don't do that to women, so I don't know. Um, but that was a great tweet. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was pretty funny, too. I, I saw it, and I, I chuckled. But I even said, I Pittsburgh chuckled. couldn't find anyone better than Ben Roethlisberger to, like, be there. Oh, I know. Really? Please. How about my, well, Mario was there anyway? But um, Oh, and then I saw a tweet from uh, Sportsnet Canada. They're like, uh, Pittsburgh's going for their third cup. And I'm like, what? No, Mario won two. I couldn't remember if Crosby had one or two, but he has two. Crosby has two. Yeah, this would be their fifth. So, I don't know. Sportsnet Canada didn't get their stuff together. But so anyway. I can see that you're rooting for uh, Nashville. I want Nashville to win uh, seven games to one. <laughs> it's just I, – yeah, I hate – dude, I hate Pittsburgh. For my hate meter, my hate meter is probably Montreal, as we all know. And Pittsburgh is definitely a close second. I can't stand Pittsburgh because of Crosby. And Elf Samuelson and Matt Cook. I mean, there's so much reason to hate Pittsburgh. Multiple reasons, and another reason is that city's a shithole. Oh, I'm sorry, I swore. I forgive you. <laughs> but anyway, oh, yeah. Joe, what am I going to do with you? What am I going to do with you? Swearing, selling. I potty. I said I actually swore during a meeting today at work, and they're like, "Oh, really? Tell us how you feel." Like, <laughs> tell, yeah, tell us how you really feel, right? I just said it. I just said the S word. That's all. I'm doing it. Um, but anyway, I think I, my prediction. I think uh, I think Predators in seven. I say Predators I mean, in uh, six. You looked at the light game last night, and it was astonishing how Pittsburgh went without a shot for 37 minutes and still won. That's yeah, not sustainable. Six shots, three goals. I was like, that's not, it, not sustainable. And everybody's like, those are two good numbers. I'm like, oh god, here we go. I can't even can't get through the Stanley Cup final with the Bruins. I'm you also actually asked for it too because you tweeted something about the lines of like, if this was Tuca, you guys whoa, would be yelling. Oh, look. See, that worked. Mike is reading my tweets. All right. Yeah. I'm not, I haven't obviously, been on Twitter since I got home. Obviously, I read your tweets, Joe. Because yeah, they're freaking fantastic. Joe, Joe you, were, you, were, you were asking for that. I know. I can't put it out there. I, went, I, tro- I was trolling. Um, no doubt about it. <laughs> you definitely. You absolutely were trolling. <laughs> but that's the same thing. Like, do you, Rene had a really bad game. And do you think he's, his team wants to put his, uh, his fans want to put his head up on a, on a spear? No. I mean, it's just, you know, whatever. It's just Give me his head, Joe. Give me his head. Ah, give me his head. Give me death. But anyway, so uh, I, I think that's all we got today, right? <laughs> I don't think much else to talk about. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about the unrestricted free agents and all that fun stuff. Let me save I, it. You're playing it. I think, I think we can save it for, for next week, Jason. Uh, obviously, it's just it's just tough right now, tough spot, because it's like a playoffs are still going on, and the offseason news, it hasn't been really – Picking up, I, I was actually shocked that the Bruins signed Bjork because I was like, "Wow, there's usually no news that comes like, out." And obviously, I didn't even know. I was like, yeah, because yes. he, because there's usually no news that comes out during this time because the Stanley Cup Finals are going on. So obviously, everyone's like tuned into that, and they don't want to like you know bother the Stanley Cup Finals, which I get. But signing Bjork, I thought was a big step in the right direction for the Bruins. I loved it. I love it. I just you know, like I said, if you look at that meme I have on my page. Uh, I just found on uh, from Days of Yore, they show all the signs, and they show Vince McMahon from WWE, like, falling over in amazement. Pretty funny, Days of Yore. 
But yeah, check that. I mean, that's just how Bruins fans are right now. It's like the future is bright. Yeah, I, I gotta wear some sunglasses. You need sunglasses. Yeah, because it's so bright. The future. That's see. Uh, you know, it's funny too. So I went down to Texas and went to a couple of my coworkers, two uh, two women in their mid twenties, like your age. And every joke I said was like dad joke. Hey, good dad joke. Dad joke. Everything's a dad joke. I'm like Jesus. I guess I am that old, and they're all dad jokes. So whatever. But at least the future's bright, right, Joe? It's true. Jason, the future's bright. I did predict that a while ago. Yeah, you did not. You don't remember, Jason. I don't remember half of what I said. If you ask me what I did last week, I tell you I don't remember, even though I probably yeah, do. Yeah, you do. You were in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Wrong. I was surrounded by the. I was surrounded by mountains. So what's up with the? Okay, so how many were you, bears? Were you, smoking, were you smoking that reefer out there, Jason? No, yeah, but cool. for everybody that heard. I'm going to say this right now. My mom went to Wyoming her first time, didn't see one bit of wildlife. 30 minutes into my vacation, I saw a moose. And from yeah. that point forward, I seen I saw a moose. I videotaped the moose from 20 feet away. I saw a grizzly bear nursing cubs, two black bear, a ton of duck, and a lot of bison. What? None of, them, none of these char- animals charged at you? Nope. Well, I did see one video you posted. I don't know if it was you or your friend, Jason, where the bear was coming. You guys were just like, close that window. <laughs> oh, that was my sister's friend. Okay, she's like... I'm closing this damn window. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you but she, you, but she loved hey, Jason, it. Jason, Jason, as Bruins fans, you know not not to poke the bear, right? Yeah, right, correct. Right. But when you can see when you can see a grizzly bear up close through binoculars and actually watch it in the wildlife, there is nothing more incredible than that. Nothing. Okay, that was kind of a contradiction. Looking at a grizzly bear up close with binoculars. <laughs> well, you can't get that close. Let's be logical. Right. Logical here. You can't get that close to a grizzly bear. It's gonna kill you. Is this the Bruins victory bear? Oh, oh, he ate my arm. You're like, you don't want to do so that. It's, yeah, so. so it's kind of like Sean Thornton killing people. Is what you're yeah. getting at. Yeah. Killing. All right, I think we're going off the rails. <laughs> I knew where we were going to. I was, just, I was just waiting for it. Oh, I know. But no, your pictures were amazing. They were great. I mean, big. And by the way, I wouldn't call that the Northwest, Mike, just to say. I don't know when you looked at the map. What? Wyoming's in Northwest? Oh, actually, yeah, no, no. Wyoming's not. No. For, not really. You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of Montana. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, let's, uh, I don't know. Have to look at a map, Mike. Jackson Hole is closer towards Utah. I know. No, I, I, I now that Jay, now that Joe's saying it, I understand. But at that, at the time when I started the show, I was thinking of Montana. That's why. I was <laughs> that's why it's I was mountain, thinking northwest. It's, it's the mountain region of the Western United States. Let's just call it cowboy country. Yeehaw! Did you see any cowgirls? Uh, lots. Really, a lot of women out there. Really. Yep. Wow. Did you were they all one ranch, and did you hurt them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I'm not going oh, there. I'm keeping okay. that with myself. All right, to all female fans out there, it's a joke, and it's probably terrible for me to say. But Jason, you know, Jason, that's what he is. He's got the magnetism. You know, the the. Buckley. There goes Joe with his dad jokes again. Yeah, probably. Hey, it's, it's the yeah. truth. You know, it's the truth. I don't hide it anymore. I'm awesome. Hey, women love me. It is why it is. Hey, hey, you know what? It's like, you know, they stick to you like glue. Hey, it's not your fault. Um, hey, you just got to have fun with it. Okay. I think just completely so, went so off anyway, the rails. To, re- to, recap, to recap the show here for for a minute, uh, <laughs> and is Bjork signed with the Bruins. I think it's a great move to see what happens with the future with him. I think he will make the big club next year and be on a line. I'm, I'm hoping on a line with Bergeron and Martian. That's, oh. I'm, I'm saying Bergeron and Martian. That's my hope, personally. 
I mean, obviously everyone's going to have different opinions on what the line should be next year, but we have a plenty of time to get into that. Uh, Adidas signed on with the Bruins jersey company. Hopefully they don't tweak the jerseys too much. Um, so obviously Stanley Cup Finals. Um, I have I have Penguins in six. Joe has uh, Preds in seven. Jason, what do you have? I, mean, I know you have the Predators. I just don't know how many. Predators in six. I want to go six. five just to tell Penguins fans to go shove yeah. it because I think the Predators were that good. But I'm going to give them six. I mean, after game one, you would have thought the Predators were winning the series because, I mean, the Predators were all over them. I think the Penguins got lucky on that one bad call because the game would have had a different complexion. If I, I do. Call. I agree with you well, on that. Sure too. I, think they, I think they absolutely got lucky. And they sh- Matt Murray even said after the game, the Penguins goalie, he was like, yeah, we were lucky to win game one. So, I mean, if Nashville continues to play like that, like you, it actually could be a five-game series. Jason. So, Murray's playing the rest of the playoffs, correct? Yeah, they they've – they benched Flurry after. Uh, oh, uh, remember that? Remember that game where Ottawa scored like four goals in the matter of yeah. like the first ten minutes of the game or whatever. Flurry hasn't, hasn't played since. I thought he had a resurrection. That's too bad. I know. I was actually pretty surprised that they actually went to Murray, but I mean, Murray won you a cup last year. Why not go to him? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. So Flurry's all done, but. Gentlemen, I want to say it's been nice to get the band back together again. You know, we no, have- it's been great. And we'll obviously get into more Stanley Cup Finals action next week. Uh, next week, I think we're going to get into some more unrestricted free agency and restricted free agency with some of the Bruins players on the roster to see who should stay and who should go. Um, but we'll be back next week. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at MikeTetter22. You can follow Joe at BigBadBruins88. You can follow Jason at JasonBuckley91. You can also follow our personal account at Bruins underscore beat. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher, right, Jason? Yes, you can find us on iTunes at Boston Bruins Beat Podcast. The podcast is right there. You can, uh, as I'm sitting here trying to get my rustiness out of my head, you can, if you, <laughs> yeah, I got nothing at the moment. Um, Plumbing. And I'm thinking, <laughs> that brain's completely fogged up. If you if you like our show, go ahead and give us a rate on iTunes and leave us a comment. We'll, we will air those comments on the show. And thank you very much for listening to us. Yeah, yep. And we'll be back next week with more Bruins related stuff and Stanley Cup playoff breakdown. We'll be back then. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. Good show, gentlemen.